Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. If you're just arriving, please find a seat. And uh, we're going to change things up this morning. We're actually going to start with a message, then we'll go into worship. The reason being is I've got to get to Pittsfield. Pittsfield's celebrating their one-year anniversary, and I can't be in two places at once, so I'm going to start with you, and then I'm going to go over to Pittsfield. Can everybody just hold up that invite card for a moment? You should have been handed one on the way in this morning. And uh, there we go. Would you just take a moment and think about who it is that you're going to invite? The other thing is I want to make sure that this card doesn't get left behind. Throw it in your Bible, uh, bring it with you, put it on your fridge, or put it in some place where you're going to be able to start praying for the person that you're going to invite, and um, make sure sometime in the next couple weeks you hand them this card and invite them to service with you. Well, I want to say welcome. If you are a guest with us this morning, welcome to Grace Capital Church. My name is Mark Warren, the lead pastor of Grace Capital. We have multiple locations, and, um, and we're just happy that you're here with us. Well, I want to let you know that this is uh, not only an amazing time of year, there's so much going on. We started the giving season with Operation Christmas, Char- uh, Operation Christmas Child, and we filled shoe boxes. We received over a thousand shoe boxes at this location to to distribute to kids around the world, and it is so amazing what you've done with that. So with that started, kicked off our our giving season. Also this week we have Family Promise, where we're hosting three families here at the church. These are homeless families that have children and they're not fitting to be in a uh, homeless shelter. So churches uh, around the community are partnering together to house these families and we're going to be housing three families this week. If you uh, would say, hey, you know, I can spend one night, I can make one meal or I can um, just contribute a little bit of time. We are short one person for one night and short one meal. If that is if that is you, um, Yvonne, can you just stand up? I want to make sure. So, Vaughn in the back, come up here for a second, Vaughn, just so people can see who you are. Um, and just so, um, Jeremy Friedis, are you here? I haven't seen Jeremy. Jeremy heads this up, but Vaughn is helping with, with her. So, if you can do one night, yes, give her a hand too. Thank you so much. If you can do one night or make one meal, see Yvonne after service. And, and what a great opportunity to thank you, Yvonne, to serve our families in need at this time of year. Um, I also wanted to let you know that you guys are taking angel tree stuff, and that's out in the foyer. And then there's a team going to New York City to, um, to, for a missions trip. They're leaving on Friday. Now, for those who are going on that missions trip, would you just stand? Um, we want to just take a moment and pray for you. Awesome. Hey, Jimmy, stay standing, stay standing. How many are going on the team? 30. There's 30 people who are going on this team. And uh, Kathy, are you going? You're not sure, but you're, you're standing. Can people just, uh, if you're around there, we'll just put some, lay some hands on these folks here and just pray over them. We got Shirley over in the back over here too. Um, in the back. Father, we just thank you so much for this team that is going to New York City to uh, bring your hope, bring your peace, and bring your love during this Christmas season. I just pray for safe travels. I just pray a special anointing on each life that's going, God. It's, uh, 
It's amazing to see how people are responding to your spirit, to bring your presence to, to places and people that need your hope. Father, go before them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, so much going on, so much going on. And also, we were in, this, in the village, Suncook Village, this afternoon for Christmas in the village. And we're going to be singing carols and giving out cookies and hot chocolate. If you want to participate with that, just join us across from the uh, church down there. What's that church called? United Methodist? The United Methodist Church. Right across the street is where we'll be and just loving on the community. So, so much going on this Christmas season. And... Um, it's good. Well, let's just pray and we'll get going in the morning. Father, we again thank you so much for this morning. We just pray that you would uh, be ever present, that we would hear your truth and apply it to our life, that our hearts would be changed this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're on this series called Behold the Wonder. Last week, we, we talked about looking for those behold moments. Hopefully, you found some behold moments in your week this past week, I know in our life group, we were talking about how are we going to do Christmas differently this year. And it's interesting, there was some people in my life group that gave their life to Jesus this year. And so for them, those new traditions and those new opportunities um, are in their family. And they said this year they're going to actually sit down and read the Christmas story as a family, which is, which is amazing um, to see how people are responding to Jesus in fresh and new ways. But I would encourage you, keep, don't just say that was last week's message. How are we going to do Christmas th- differently this year? Looking for those behold moments um, is really important that you, you keep seeking God. My behold moment this week was I got a call from the Hope Center in Concord. It's a, it's a day center helping people who are struggling or in, on the re- road to recovery through drugs and alcohol. And and there's a woman, a 20-year-old woman, who was um, going to give birth in 10 days. And they said she has no place to go. And, and if, if somebody doesn't help her and she gives birth, the state's going to take her baby because she is living in a homeless shelter and, and they, that will not be appropriate for a child. And so I met with this girl. I, I said, like, I don't really have an answer right now, but I'm going to meet with her. And I had the opportunity. And the thought crossed my mind as saying, is this a behold moment? God, you, you've brought this call to me. Is this a behold moment? What is my, what is my response? And so I met with her, and, and we worked together and to, to find solutions for her. And uh, 20 minutes after I met with her, her water broke, and, uh, and she gave birth to a little baby girl, Sophia. And uh, I talked with her yesterday. She's in the hospital. I'm going to try to go visit her today. But she, is, uh, she found a family that's going to take her in and love on her and her baby. So, so you don't know about these behold moments that come your way. And, uh, but I do trust that the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you, that you're going to respond to those. But this Christmas... Um, Jesus is moving, the Holy Spirit is moving, and he wants you to join with him. Well, you know, there's nothing quite uh, like listening to the Christmas story than listening to it from Linus. So, Linus, can you tell us a little bit about this story? There's a video there that Charlie Brown is going to share that with us. I hope it's there. I didn't check that yet this morning. Do we have that? All right. Liz says it was there, but we'll have to get that next week because... There's nothing quite like Linus reading us this passage, which we're going to read together. So in Luke chapter 2, if you take your Bibles, this is where we're going to be. Oh, guess what? 
she did put it in there, and here we go. It is Luke chapter 2, verse 10. You can hear the Christmas story. Linus will give it to us. Anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. Mm-hmm. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's good. Well, that's it. So thank you, Linus, for reading that scripture for us. Uh, he read it from the King James Version, so he says, Glad tidings. But, but in Luke chapter 2, and you want to keep your Bible open, we're going to be hanging out here for the next couple weeks. Last week we said, Behold, and this week we're going to be talking about, I, he says, Great tidings, but it's actually in the ESV it says, Good news. Behold, I bring good news. Good news. Is Jesus good news to you? I think he is. Well, I know he is, but to us, do we remember how much good news that he has? You know, we have no problem sharing good news, right? When we, when we get good news, I was texting back and forth with this, with this gal who was kind of her advocate and saying, hey, did she have her baby yet? Did she have her baby yet? I'm waiting for the good news. And once I got the good news and I, I told my family, I said, she had her baby We love to talk about good news, and good news spreads quickly, doesn't it? Think about a time where you received some good news. Maybe it was a a job promotion. Maybe it was a son or daughter got engaged. The big reveal that we're going to have a baby boy, a baby girl. The good news, right? We love to share the good news. And here it was that the angels came to some shepherds in a field and said, Behold, I bring you good news. Now, the good news wasn't just for Christmas morning. It was the good news for all of generations to come, for all of time, that Jesus Christ would not only be a Savior, but he would show us the way to our Father in heaven. You see, I I think the manger, the manger shows us that God wants us to be close. Now, later today, we're going to do communion, which remembers what Jesus did on the cross. So as much as the manger showed us that God wanted to be close, the cross shows us that God wants us to be close forever. Is that good, good news? That God so loved the world that he gave us his son, his only son, but he came as a helpless little baby in a manger. 
good news. So the shepherds were told to go visit Jesus. Let's read this a little bit further beyond what Linus read for us. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it says this, Glory to God in the highest and peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, that is the mark of the presence of God is that there's peace. I think that's part of the such great news that, that for us who are separated from God prior to knowing Jesus, and by the way, if you're here and you're just checking out Jesus and you're checking out church, this is a safe place to do that. But we do hope that at some point in time you'll make a decision to follow Jesus because he is called the Prince of Peace, which he will restore peace into your life. When the angels went away from Uh, from them and into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has been made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Remember why he's in the manger is because Mary and Joseph had to come back to their hometown for a census was being taken. That means everybody had to be counted. We have a U.S. census, right? And even our own country, There'll be people knocking on our doors and making sure they know where everybody's at and take a census. Well, back in the day, they actually had to travel back to their hometown to take a census. And so Joseph was with Mary. Now the town, Bethlehem, was crowded and they couldn't find a hotel. Well, they wouldn't have hotels back in there that day, but they couldn't find an inn that was available. It was packed. But they found a little stable, a little barn, and Mary gave birth in that stable. And she, she laid Jesus in a manger, probably when she was done holding him, she was like, I don't want to have the animals step on baby Jesus. I better lay him in a manger, right? The practicality of the scene of the day. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. Verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in in their heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, and it had been told them. The interesting thing is, so the shepherds went. They saw firsthand what it was that the angels had declared to them, that the King of Kings, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, came, on, came onto the scene, came to earth in the form of baby Jesus. And it's interesting that the shepherds were the, were the ones who were used to be the mouthpieces, to be the one to share the good news with people. Now, the interesting thing, this word good news actually translates into gospel, good news, gospel. The interesting thing also is good news is if you actually translate that good news verse or word in uh, the Bible of Luke chapter 2, it's actually in the Greek, it's called evangelizo, it's really mean to evangelize, to share, that's what evangelizing is, is to share. So these shepherds began to become evangelists. Now, and today when we heard that, hear that word evangelist, we think about those people who do tent meetings and, you know, go around circuit speakers. 
But in the reality of an evangelist is somebody who will proclaim the good news of Jesus. And the shepherds declared the good news of who Jesus is to whomever would hear the news, just like we would share the good news. Hey, did you hear? I'm going to have a new grandbaby. Hey, did you hear? My son just got engaged. Hey, did you hear? So we have this good news about Jesus that is still good news today. And I guess I would want a question, how often do we share this good news? When's the last time you've shared this good news? Well, I would encourage us Christmas time is an amazing time because the focus already is on Jesus. Well, we hope it's on Jesus. But Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Christ. I think people are very receptive to it. And I wonder if maybe, if you don't have the courage to share the good news, that maybe you have the courage to hand them an invite and have them come to church so they can hear the good news. But I'm going to pose this question. If it truly is as good a news as we believe it is, And if we're not sharing it, is it really good news? Well, we know it's good news, don't we? But I have to question why it is that we get in a place where we're not as freely excited to share this. Uh, It's probably when you first knew Christ uh, and you first got to... um, be in a relationship with him, you shared it with people because you saw what it did to your life. You saw how it restored peace. You saw how you're, you felt forgiven. You saw how your shame went away. You saw how all these things that added value to your life. But then life starts trucking on. Life gets busy. You have kids. You have families. You have jobs. And then you just say, well, I'll occasionally go to church and I'll occasionally go to life group and I'll occasionally read my Bible. That's not this church because you guys are all regulars in church. And if you're not, you're probably not here. So you wouldn't hear this. Um, But I want us to be challenged. Is it okay if I challenge you this morning? Because I'm challenged, honestly. I think sometimes people think just because I have the privilege of serving you in this capacity that somehow um, I have more courage or I have more practice at sharing the good news with people, to share Jesus with people. And, and I would say I'm just like you. I, I find sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to... Uh, You know, how do I know the right moment? You know, it seems like an awkward conversation. You know, isn't that in the same category of don't talk religion, don't talk politics. I don't want to be that guy, but I agree, don't talk religion. Religion's dead, but Jesus is alive. And when you realize what Jesus has done in your life and you see somebody else who has, wants the opportunity to get to know Jesus, I don't think that we have a problem with people wanting to know Jesus. I think we have a problem with religious people. 
But when our relationship with Christ is so alive and his joy is so much a part of our lives, why wouldn't we share this good news with people who are so desperate for some good news? Our world is craving for some good news. And we have the best news available. The challenge I have for us is this week, would you consider sharing this good news with somebody? Now, when we say, I'm not asking, see, the shepherds never became evangelists. Well, they were, but they wouldn't, in your mind, what you think of, to evangelize is all, only to share what Jesus has done in your life and your experience with him. See, you're not saying, I, you don't need to quote scripture, you just need to say, hey, can I just tell you what Christmas time, do you know what Christmas is about? Let them answer that question. Then can, I, can you say, you know what Jesus has done in my life? Do you, would you want to hear what Jesus has done in my life? Ask the question. Obviously, if somebody's not wanting to hear, then we're going to respect them. But if they said yes, then just tell your story. You're sitting in these chairs because you probably have a story to tell. This was my life before Jesus. This is my B.C., <laughs> And this is my life now. And you don't have to worry about saving them. You don't have to try to convert them. All you need to do is share the good news of Jesus Christ. Would you have the courage this week to pray about having an opportunity to share the good news? Because good news needs to be shared. So what are you doing with this good news? What are you doing with this good news? See, I'm going to give you this to remember. This is a great tweetable little saying, or if you want to write it down. The manger shows us that God wants to be close. You see, God so, so loves each one of us. And if you've forgotten that, I want to remind you that God really, really is super crazy about you. He loves you, flaws and all. Your past mistakes and your current mistakes and all. He really, really loves you. He loves you so much that he gave us Jesus to be close to us. He loves us so much that... He allowed Jesus to go to the cross and so we can have eternity with him. So the little tweetable moment or the little, the little saying is this, if you want to write this down. The manger shows us that God wants to be close. And the cross shows us that God wants us to be close forever. That's great news. It's great news to know that we have somebody who so, so, so loves us. You know, and and the way that he shows that love today is when we capture the behold moments. I think that girl that where I showed up at the Hope Center and spent some time with her, my prayer anyways, that she would see Jesus, not to see Mark. It was funny, her her, uh, advocate called me afterwards and said, she goes, she told me she really likes you. <laughs> and she goes, you can come back any time. And I said, you know what? That was a win because it's not me that she likes. I know that she 
felt Jesus. And that's a safe feeling. And that's a feeling of peace and comfort. What are those behold moments? You see, because that's what the angels did. They, they declared, and today we are the angels for people. We are the mouthpieces of God. We are the ones that begin to say the, these words. Just like what the angels said them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about, well, next week we'll be talking about this great joy. The following week we'll be talking about for all people. And I want this Christmas to be so different for us. It's going to be the Christmas. Remember Christmas 2016? Remember how we were really challenged to look for those behold moments, that we were really asked to, to look at Christmas differently this year, to not so get caught up in the hustle and bustle and the parties, and we forget that Jesus wants to engage with us through his Holy Spirit, that he has these behold moments for us, and that he wants us to share the good news. To share the good news. Today, as we move into a time of, uh, of worship after our community time, and we're going to be talking about our Christmas offering, another, another opportunity for us to just show Christ to people in need. Um, my heart is just overwhelmed with excitement for what Jesus is doing in each one of you. I pray for, I don't know if you guys realize, but I pray for you. I don't know all of your situations, but I, but one thing you do realize is when I am up here talking on Sundays, I, I see you. And, and I, Ask the Lord to bring your face back to mind when, when I understand that maybe you might be going through something. And I just really pray that I, I just, God has amazing things in store for you. He has great things planned for you. And, and I have the privilege to help you walk closer to those things. So that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to steward the responsibility of helping you grow closer to Jesus and helping you discover the amazing things that he has in store for you. So I want to let you know this Christmas season, first and foremost, know how much Jesus loves you, know how much the Father in heaven loves you, but also know that my heart has grown extremely fond of you, <laughs> and, and, and I, I'm grateful for the privilege of serving you in this way. So let's pray. Father, I am so mindful that, that this Christmas really, uh, the holiday season is, is a fast-paced time. It can be busy. It could also be lonely. It could also be filled with pain. Um, mixed all the other feelings of excitement and, you know, the, the joy of the holidays. But Father, I pray in the midst of all of that, Lord, I just pray that we just keep coming back to the very first Christmas and what the angels said to those shepherds. We ask the question, why the shepherds? Well, Lord, I wonder if it's because 
they were quiet enough and still enough in the stillness of the night to respond to the voice of proclamation. The behold moment of sharing great news. God, I pray that we would have enough margin in life, that we would be still enough and quiet enough that we can hear your Holy Spirit tugging on us when those behold moments come. That we would have the courage to share the good news and maybe it's simply just inviting somebody, taking the invite card, putting their name on it and being willing to pray for them. But really maybe it's God sharing our story, our testimony of what you've done in our life. Maybe it's been a long time since we've shared that and maybe this week we're going to share our story again. And I'm mindful that there might be somebody here who'd say, you know, I don't, I don't have a relationship with Jesus and I don't have that peace yet. And if that's you here today and you say, I would like to know Jesus while well, everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you say that's you and I'd like to have a relationship with Jesus this Christmas? Just slip up your hand just so I can pray with you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? I just want to pray for you this morning. You say, I want to have this relationship. Thank you so much with Jesus. So, Father, we, for those who have slipped up their hands, are acknowledging that they, they want to have this authentic, genuine relationship with you, Jesus, this Christmas. And, Lord, all we know, we know how to do that. It's, it's the Scripture tells us. It says anybody believes in their heart that, Jesus, you, uh, you went to the cross to forgive us of our sins, that you rose again on the third day, and we believe in you. That, that, that simply, that belief simply is enough, and we've, we've professed that with our mouth, that it is enough to establish a right relationship with our Father in heaven, that you've covered all of our mistakes under the blood that you've shed on the cross. Lord, as we move into a time of worship today and communion, let it just be a real special, special Christmas season this year, celebrating your birth and actively participating in finding those behold moments and sharing your good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, isn't that amazing? We flip-flopped their service this morning, so guess what it is now? Can anybody guess what now is? Worship, no. Community time. So guys, why don't you rise to your feet? And greet one another and uh, find somebody you don't know and say hello to them. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 